0: Oh, hi. I didn't notice you there. Michonne and I are back this week, and we are planning our fancy French vacay. Ooh, la, la. And we are going to talk all things Bedpost Confessions with Sadie Smythe. Plus, we try and figure out Michonne's catchphrase. Did I do that? Oh, we did talk about um, taking your first out of the United States trip. You've never traveled. Beyond the borders of our own nation.
1: This is true.
0: So we might go to France. Yeah. What would you want to do in France? Eat and drink? Yeah. I mean we're definitely and, gonna go to the Champagne region.
1: I mean, I feel like vacations, no matter where you go, are always about just finding a new place to eat and drink. Not yeah. because you have to eat and drink within the days that you're there, but because that's what it's really all about. I
0: feel <laughs> like I feel like vacations are to straight people, like what it's like to be a gay man.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, every day of our lives. Yeah.
0: Where it's like, <laughs> you go so. have like a little adventure, treat yourself. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, this is so fabulous. And I'm like, honey, you should do it every day. Welcome to the gay lifestyle. Is that true, Mariah?
1: She's like, no, we, we new this
0: all the time. Mariah went to Canada for a vacation. So, yeah. That's pretty straight. Is it? Yes. Canada's pretty gay. How's that pretty but, straight? Uh, she's all Vancouver. I know. She's questioning. Okay. Listen, Rebuttal. Bitch, first of all, we pay you. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Not that much. <laughs> she's like, the headphones are coming off. It got serious over there. Minute. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, Michelle, what do you want to do in
1: France when we go? Um. You know, I, I guess it depends on where we
0: choose to go. Are we just going to hang out in Paris for a week? I'm sure we're going to be in Paris for a bit, so we're probably going to go to the art museum. Yeah, for sure. Go see the Mona Lisa, just that Just go bitch. to an
1: endless amount of places where you can drink. Yeah. I do love a good drink. Who does In a that? foreign country.
0: I I mean, like I've never done it, but... <laughs> Literally, for vacation for you, I could just serve you champagne and give you a viewfinder, and it'd be about the same.
1: Yeah. I don't require a whole lot. Mm-mm. But also, I, I'm sure... Um, I'm guessing in my mind it's easy to catch a train to somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. We can go to the south of France. Oh, shit, bitch. We, uh, we, How far is that? Everything's only 30 minutes away, right? <laughs> How mean... small is <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. On the map, it's like it's... my thumb and my second finger this oh, far God. apart. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're know, like, that's just like a two-step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably 45 minutes? Yeah, probably. I don't know. How far is it to Portugal? Uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you just close your eyes and you're there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to do all the touristy things. I honestly feel zero, and I mean, zero need to go to the
0: Eiffel Tower. Yeah.
1: Like, we can go to the grounds and take a picture, but You don't, I don't want to go need...
0: up and let our tits out, like on AbFab? <laughs> no. Michonne. Eh, I don't have a lot of tit, so. I think it would be hot. And take pictures.
1: I mean, yeah, I just don't, I don't, like, I don't feel the need to ever be inside the Statue of Liberty. I also don't feel oh, the God, need to be in the
0: either. That sounds like... that. that the Eiffel is Tower. Is that like maybe my second hell? My second layer of hell? Being trapped in the Statue of Liberty? Having to go to the Statue of Liberty with like my family. Ugh, maybe. Ugh. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. Ugh. I
1: mean, unless by family you mean your brother and his family because they're pretty wonderful.
0: Yeah, my brother is kind of what I mean when I say family.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. He's that's... the only person
0: I would want to do anything with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad, he likes to drink but doesn't know how to like manage it. Don't know who that is. And my mom. <laughs> Met that one. <laughs> yeah. She's a real treat. Yeah. She's a prize. And by prize, we mean last prize. <laughs> <laughs> What's really interesting. She's, she's a consolation prize.
1: Is for someone who is so against us being together, mm-hmm. um, she clearly likes me. She does, whether yeah. she wants to admit it or not, because I'm the only one she talks to. Yeah, I think because gatherings.
0: you transcend gender and you look femme enough for her to be into. <laughs> she's like, he could be a lesbian. Yeah, put a little lipstick on you, tuck your sack back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, P.S.
1: She's a closet lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't know that. Yeah. Um,
0: Allegedly. I don't want her to sue us. She could be litigious. I don't know. I haven't talked to her since we got engaged. But yeah, maybe. she had the same problem three times where. Can you get sued for saying someone's a lesbian? Probably. Oh. Um, she. I had feel this like a court would side on our side. They'd I be mean, like, she's
1: definitely a lesbian.
0: She'd show up and. Yeah. 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 But she had the same problem three times where she befriended a woman at church.
1: A younger, got, attractive woman.
0: Got them on their feet. That woman started dating someone, and the relationship would sour beyond repair. And I was all like, yeah. we know what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She pulls them in close, thinks she's getting somewhere, and then they trade her out for a man. Yeah. And she's like, Rah! I'm like, I saw this on the L Word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. L Word. Yeah. Yeah, better than the original? Anybody? No? Okay. Oh, um, it's hard to say because I didn't see the original. Like, my whole shtick is I haven't seen any of the old ones. Oh. So I only see the new ones. And the new ones have so many goddamn kids in it. Yeah. okay. And No, it's not okay. Michonne's, I mean, yeah, not, whatever. Kids are the worst. I feel like I'm watching a fucking nanny cam.
1: Gross. Nanny cams can be awesome. Sometimes you see affairs.
0: Yeah, that might be... Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. We, should, we should make uh an erotica where... <laughs> Nanny can catch. Yeah, we we ride it up like that. That'd I mean, be great. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm on, on it. it. But nanny from like Muppet Babies. So it's just, <laughs> you only see from the knees down, and there's striped, striped socks us.
1: everywhere. <laughs> Jesus, that is sexy. <laughs> Here for it. Yeah. And welcome back to another episode of Me and My Gorgeous Husband. Thanks for tuning in. I've never left a party where I wasn't wanted because I don't pick up on social cues, so I'm still here. I am Machan, <laughs> and I'm here with Adam Mar, sex therapist to the stars, and by stars I mean
0: the stars in my eyes. Oh my goodness. You are going to make a girl blush, A. <laughs> and B, I love that you wrote yours out. We were two completely different human beings. Mm-hmm. Mine's is off the cuff, and you were like this morning never. like fucking Billy Shakespeare over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not an off the cuff kind of guy. Yeah. So who
1: are we interviewing today? Today we have Sadie Smythe. What? Creator of
2: Big Post Confessions. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Uh, hi. How are you guys? We're good. good. I identify with being not off the cuff. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. That's why I came prepared with some notes of my own. I
1: see that. Yeah. 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 I'm into it. That's sexy.
2: I mean, unless there's a big audience in front of me and then I'm okay. Right. Yeah. There's something. Propelled by. Yeah. Exactly. Nerves and fear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the opposite. Oh. Once I'm on stage, I'm, I don't have the nerves and fear. It's when I'm in front of a smaller group of people that I do. It's oh. really bizarre. No, we are nothing alike.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like when we're like, Adam. How can you just get up there and talk all the time? And I'm like, I just assume everyone wants to hear everything I have to say. (laughs) That's why we're here. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Sadie, I'm very excited to have you on the show. One, because you bring a lot of big mom energy into my life. And (laughs) I fucking love that. Um, Yeah. You've been like in the sex positive world for a very long time.
2: Yeah. Since 2005.
0: Holy shit. Mm-hmm.
2: So that was a very long time ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was probably like 20. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You were that's just a... bad math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was 20 I because no, I graduated in 2000.
1: You're not 43? <laughs> no, I'm not
0: your age. Yeah. Hmm. Rude. Close. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it like to write, because you've been writing about sex online for a long time yeah
2: that was when I started in 2005 um there there wasn't a lot going on I mean there uh, so uh, I'll start from the beginning I my husband at the time his name is Brad and I decided to open our relationship (laughs) yes and uh and he uh encouraged me I was coming home with all of these really interesting stories because it was as soon as we opened our relationship it was really easy for me to find dates, mm-hmm. quote-unquote dates. and um, But I'd come home and tell him all these stories, and invariably we'd have friends around, and some were funny and some were kind of scary, and some were very, very sexy. And he, he said to me, he said, you should start a blog and share this. And I said, what's a blog? <laughs> <laughs> right. and he told me, and he set me up with a, a blogger account, and, was this like live journal. Yeah, it was very much <laughs> like that. Well, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I never got into live journal, but blogger was definitely my my jam, and um, I did that for I wrote every day, and I, yeah. for about a year, and I started garnering some attention. People mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, well, who is this person?" I got into the, there's there was a sex positive uh, sex blogging community. Uh, but I was the only person that was really writing consistently about open marriage. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, yeah, I amassed a pretty, pretty sizable following. And then I I went over to WordPress and got my oh, own account. Uh, yeah, So, so at first it was Se- Sexy St- Sadie's, Sexy Sadie's Stories of Seduction. And then it was uh, Confessions from My Open Marriage. And I was, I did that for quite some time. And then I, uh, yeah, so it, there wasn't, there wasn't, there was Facebook, but I wasn't really on it at the time. Um, and then uh, there was obviously no, I was getting gate dates through Craigslist, essentially. Uh, I
0: miss old school Craigslist.
2: Yeah, ca- casual encounters. Was yes. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was wild.
2: Yeah, it was really wild. It was sort of an, uh, a no man's land. Like, you didn't sort of know who you were going to get. There was a lot of catfishing going on. I had some experiences with that. It was just – you just didn't know who you were going to encounter. And I got pretty pretty freaking lucky when I think back and I think of some of the situations I put myself yeah. in. And I have actually wrote about it in, in the book that I published later um, that was kind of based on the blog. Um, yeah, Craigslist. Yeah,
0: I, I, Craigslist. absolutely. Turn people away when they came. i am be like, yeah, this is not going to happen.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That
0: seems like a real crapshoot. It really is. No. <laughs> no. That was, ironically, what he asked for. Just right.
1: <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I do like that your husband was coming in hot with full support. He's like, start a blog. 100%.
2: Yeah, he was yeah. amazing. In fact, uh, yeah, he knew. We Before we, we had been married for 10 years by then, um, before we even got married, we knew that we'd open the relationship someday. And it just so happened that that day came, um, and uh, and he said, "Let's do it." And then the, the, it was interesting, and they were stories, and why not?
0: Yeah, so. What well, What was like one of your favorite stories at that time?
2: There, there was one. <laughs> there was one guy who lived on a uh, in a a-frame house on the top of a very large hill in Marin County. I was living in Alameda, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area at the time. I lived there. Really? In Alameda? Yeah. You did? I did. We have to talk. Oh, sure. Why not? Oh, my (laughs) goodness. Yeah, it was a fun place to have an open relationship. Yeah? Uh, Yeah. It was a small community, so it felt like kind of safe, safer than it would have been if I was in the city. But, of course, you know, they weren't all in Alameda. As per the story, I was – I drove up – I was kind of still drunk from the night before. Let me preface this by saying I actually – During this time, had a a pretty significant issue with alcohol, which fully fueled (laughs) a lot of my encounters. Um, But he was not who I thought he was. He had given me a picture of, you know, that was him twenty years previous. I showed up to his house. He ushered me in, locked the door. The blinds were closed. It was an A-frame house, so the it was all glass on the top. But those blinds were closed, and I got super freaked out. I asked him. He just had this really creepy vibe, and his toenails were really gnarled. I remember oh. that they were yellow and gnarled. <laughs> he was meant to give me a massage, and I just thought, what the? It was okay. I kind of came to and went, what the hell am I doing in this man's house? I have no idea where I am or who he is. And so I just sort of looked at him, and I said, so one of my policies when I do things like this is I just like to look at your people's driver's license so that I can kind of – Know what I'm – you know, who yeah. you are. And he's like, oh, no problem. Lucky for me, his driver's license was in his car, which was outside. Oh. So we went outside, and he went to his dri- his car to get the driver's license, and I went to my car to leave. Yeah, Literally ran. <laughs> and Brad was so mad at me for doing that. He had really tried to dissuade me from going out there in the first place. Oh. So it could have been a whole lot worse.
1: I like. Hold on. I like that you showed up uh, for like an anonymous date, and this guy was present in full, thick, yellow, gnarly nails. Know, right. Like, yeah. put some socks what, on, what you weirdo.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I
0: I, he's probably like clawed through them. He's got oh. like Wolverine feet. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was not cute. Yeah. Yeah, and it scared me. And I, it, it. I don't. I would like to say that I kind of wised up after that, but I don't think I really did. It. I was yeah. young and really ready for some sort of crazy action <laughs> yeah.
0: it's when when you're more the monogamous things can really uh be interesting yeah. michonne and i realized so uh, this guy that i've been dating uh, off and on for a while we were looking at his instagram one time together because we all hang out and one of the people that was a picture i was like oh i've slept with that guy and then michonne was like i've slept with him too this so this person who we had not like known because we're we let each other do whatever we want yeah. um had come to our house at separate times and slept with both of us.
2: Oh wow! And whenever and didn't know? whoever was the yeah.
0: second time, he didn't feel the need to mention I've been in this apartment before. Yeah. He came. Why well, I hooked up with him twice? Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So I was like, it's not a so, competition. It, well, I won. Um, <laughs> it's wild to me though. This is like, dude, Friday came when you were there. It was just like, what uh, the fuck? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's,
2: sure. he's probably at home writing his own story about right. it. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna so. be the
0: bedpost confessions. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Get ready. 2000,
2: 2020.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Uh, So, how did how did you transition from being online, having a blog, the dawn of the online times, to the Bedpost Confessions, creating like a sex positive community and storytelling event?
2: Well, it was it was both intentional and accidental at the same time. I think we understood what we were getting into, but didn't quite know, you know, how how that goes. But um, I met Miranda on Twitter, so at the same time, I was in this blogging sex sex blog community she was in the same community um, although she was doing a podcast which was at the time the number one sex podcast on iTunes and um, she was very successful at it and we kind of crossed paths in uh, at a couple of events in New York and became Twitter friends and then she said she was moving to Austin and I saw that and I went you know hey I actually live in Austin we should totally get together and she she said hell yeah and a month later we were sitting out and on rainy street in front of garage mahal having indian food and she's like what's going on in the sex positive industry here and i said absolutely nothing there's nothing at all happening here so we decided then and there that we'd start a storytelling show
0: i love it because now in austin it is a huge sex positive city right (laughs) i I mean I, i just did a workshop last night with dr jess on, like, pleasure for all bodies. So we did, like, all sorts of techniques. Oh,
2: oh my gosh. I wish I could have been there. I saw your pictures. Yeah. I was like, oh, they are all in love <laughs> with each other now. It's such a great community. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, yeah. So we after we met about the having, starting the storytelling show, I had already kind of had um, a discussion with another woman named Rosie uh, a year before about doing a sex-positive uh, sex storytelling show. Uh, but for... Reasons that I won't get into. We decided to back burner that, and then Miranda comes into the into the scene, and we decided to do it together. And then we brought on our friend Julie, who was had, has a great activist mind, and then also is an incredible uh, actress and uh, improv artist, super funny. So between the four of us, we all brought different things to the table. it um, ultimately, we didn't have any stories all, uh, aside from our own. So the first several shows, we um, we were telling our own stories, but before we did our first show, we decided to workshop it at Spider House Cafe. Oh, nice! Because we were doing the show at Spider House Ballroom, we had uh, made an agreement with them to do three months, and they said they'd give us their tiny little space, which is you know their bar, and they've yeah. got that tiny little mm-hmm. stage. So they're like, they, you can use that, and we're like, okay, we'll use that for the first show. But I, we kind of thought that after the first show, we would gain some traction. Um, because while we were at Spider House Cafe workshopping the idea of the story, um, we started asking people around, like, we're going to do this storytelling show, and it's going to be about sex, and we're going to call it Bedpost Confessions. Would you be interested in hearing other people's sex stories? And they were like, hell yeah, and here's mine. And that's where the idea for the confessions came from. Oh, nice! We had not originally considered that we, it would be interactive or that we'd have other people tell their confessions at the same time. But that they, when we were hearing them over and over and over again, we were like, "Okay, this is this is going to be the hallmark of the show." And sure enough, it is.
0: Yeah, I often hear people say that's like their favorite part. It is.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a unifying uh, concept. It what it does is it it it, it it's really n- necessary and cool and amazing to listen to somebody tell their story. It's another thing altogether to realize that there are other people in the room that have similar stories and they might be sitting next to you. They might be you. And then you've just heard it told and now you feel validated.
0: Yeah. 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 And I like that it happens at the top of the show because then Mm -hmm. it like sets the tone for the room. People are like, Oh, okay. This is what's here. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. This is what's available to us. Mm -hmm. We can also tell what we've been doing. Yeah. Or, or thinking about.
0: You're in a like
1: a really unique position where people are submitting their deepest darkest yeah. stories to you. Do you ever come across one where you're like we should just forward this to the police department?
2: Mm-hmm. Is
1: there anything super wild?
2: We haven't had anything like that. We've had some non-consensual things that have to do with around like bestiality and things. We always oh, have yeah. several of those the, at each show and so we you know throw those yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> but we've I've never I mean you know I, I really actually no I don't think there's been anything that's okay. been really over. <laughs> that's annoying. really so it's like
0: <laughs> I just I just murdered someone and yeah. jacked off on her body. <laughs> right. You no, have one hour to find <laughs> me or I'm gonna do it again. I made her put the lotion on her skin. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh, no, I would definitely remember if that had yeah. happened. That yeah. would oh my gosh, I hope that never happens. When we first started the show, we were like, can we actually do this? Like, are we huh. allowed by who? What powers? I don't really know what, who we were thinking, but are we are we okay to to Talk about sex in public. Yeah, because we're in the middle of Texas, right? And yeah. so it was a little kind of scary for the first few years, thinking anybody could walk in and, and tell us that we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but, interesting. But yeah, no, no murderer. Good, no. that's really
1: refreshing
0: because <laughs> yeah. I expected the worst, really. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, because
2: yeah, humans. Mm-hmm. Mm,
0: humans, it's a rough lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadie, so you brought some confessions. I did. This would be a good time for us to read some. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to grab some, too, because yeah. she liked to read.
2: Absolutely. She does. And she's real good. <laughs> she, she can be. I confess. I fucked two guys who were best friends and roommates on the same night. That's good. That's, that's kind of made me think of your, I'm in. your, your uh, situation with your guy, although it wasn't the same night, and he came back. And you guys are more than best friends and roommates. Although, I mean, that's what a marriage is. It yeah, is. And, true. essentially, Yeah.
0: I confess, I love to gag on my boyfriend's cock so much that we bought a spittoon.
2: (laughs) 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 I love that so hard. In fact, that was at the last show, and I I said that. I said, I've read thousands and thousands of confessions over the 10 years that we've been doing the show, and that might be my favorite. And I shit you not, I, I get to my phone a little bit later, and my friend had texted me. A picture of her spittoon. She says, "Thanks for reading my confession." I <laughs> love it.
0: I felt like that was like an antiquing trip involved. <laughs> right? Like, where do you get a spittoon in 2019?
2: Round top. I imagine when yeah.
1: were. friends come over, and finally someone's like, "Is that a spittoon? Yeah. Why do you have
2: oh, that?" Exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, yes. Yeah, so there's a. All, then it's left up it to the imagination of what exactly it's for, and then you just hope it's clean. Yes,
1: yeah. Michonne, Jesus. do you want to read one? Just yes. I confess, I'm in love with the person sitting. To the right of me.
2: I brought that confession because we get so many of those. I, I can't tell you how many of those we get during one one show. So I, I love it because it, it allows people to have the opportunity to say, so, you know, remember you heard that confession? I was in love. You know, that was yeah, yeah. me. So yeah. it, I think it opens uh, the avenue of conversation for people.
0: I love when they say uh, there's a confession that, identify as an individual in the crowd yes. Yes. and then everyone goes ape shit. Yes. Like, I remember there's one show where mm-hmm. someone's like the Asian man on the front row can get it. And there's like <laughs> one guy who's like, Hi, that's me. <laughs> Yeah, those are the
1: best where he, it forces every single person in the audience to start looking around and like thinking, uh, I wonder
2: who it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How fun is that? It's crazy. Well, this reminds me, I'm putting my glasses real quick to read this one because that reminds me that I brought this one. I confess, I just want to say thank you to Adam for bringing awareness to shedding light on living with depression and suicidal ideation. Thank you for letting me know I'm not alone. And I am soaking up all the unapologetic queer energy tonight, too, because I have identified as queer and have known my entire life, but have yet to come out. But maybe someday I will.
0: Wow. Holy shit. That's for you. now I'm tearing up. The power of confession. You got me, bitch. (laughs) Ah, I love it. Yeah. I I am often uh, amazed to see people in my life who are able to take that big, like, queer, be-yourself energy that I put out into the world mm-hmm. and use that to to level up for themselves. And sometimes that's, like, years down the road. Yeah. I have a frisky friend that moved to uh, a square state um, and recently was telling me about, like, all our hookups and was like, oh, I I see now, like, how... I've grown because you you just show up and be you and do your thing with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that. Absolutely. And thank you for whoever wrote that.
2: Thank you for you being you.
0: You ain't alone, girl. Shit. <laughs> I confess,
1: I have a canker sore on the back of my tongue, near my throat. It hurts, but last night while giving my husband a blowjob, I used the tip of his penis to massage it and got excellent pain relief. Win win. <laughs> These are my favorite where people <laughs> admit something that's not particularly sexy because we're all human and our bodies are weird and shit happens. And, yep. yeah, it, it's very freeing.
2: Absolutely.
1: runs reminds me of my favorite. I think the last show, someone uh, in the audience had submitted a confession about how at the moment they had a yeast infection and it's not sexy, but they're dealing with it. And I was like – Yeah, yeah. That's something people go through. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And that's something we do not talk about is our yeast infections at all. And then Shelby got up later and she said, on on the subject of the yeast infection, I feel you. Yeah. yep. And it's so great to be able to normalize these normal things that our bodies do. Yeah, that was
1: really the best part is when she just admitted it Uh in person was like,
0: yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. All right. I got one here. I confess. I recently started doing professional gay porn. Now I love to masturbate to myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm on that boat. I'm, I'm like
2: that, yeah.
0: Yeah, auto-sexuality, mm-hmm. come on.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I
0: mean, I've like jerked off in front of a mirror, Michelle. I didn't, I don't think I have. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't made you film it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did have a friend who sent me a video of him masturbating to a video I sent to him of me fucking someone else and oh. he like made sure to show me that it was like in the frame like here's like you doing your thing and here's me enjoying you and I was like bitch you just get me that is <laughs> yes yeah
2: I love that I've only ever filmed myself once having sex and well I, the part I remember being most aroused by was me giving him a blowjob and I we've we've fucked to that quite a bit and I just thought that, that's – I'm doing a real good job there. Yeah, It's right. yeah. hot as hell, girl. <laughs> it's nice when you can appreciate <laughs> <Thank> yourself. You're doing the work. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, at
0: this point, Bedpost has been around for –
2: Almost 10 years.
0: I know. We celebrate
2: 10 next year, next September.
0: That's wild. It
2: is so wild. <laughs> I really don't know how it's happened so quickly. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Yeah. yeah. And we, it, it, we've seen a lot of iterations of it. Um, When we first started, it was um, we well we were in that small little space, and there we thought maybe twenty people were would show up because we just invited a handful of people. But word got out; there (laughs) were sixty people uh, packed in there, and then we moved to the bigger space. But we made it free for the first six months or so, Mm -hmm. so that people so it was accessible. So people who were interested but didn't really know what it was because it's so difficult to explain what it is. So I was yeah. really nice that we have the podcast so that we can say you can listen so that you understand what you're kind of getting into. But at the time when there isn't a lot of sex positivity, a lot of sex positivity going on in the in the town. It, it was a little strange yeah, to yeah. have people to tell people, "Well, we're doing this show," and they're like, "What?" You kind of expect, you know, m- men with you know trench coats in the oh, back right, of right. the room. Yeah. Like we actually would would be like, "Is there anybody wearing a trench coat?" <laughs> because it just had sort of had that. We had a little bit of fear around what we were doing. Sure. Uh, but then we uh, started charging five dollars, and then after a couple of years, we were uh, we grew out of we sold out of the um, Spider House ballroom uh consistently so we needed to move to a bigger space which is how we found ourselves at the north door yeah
0: and now y'all do three shows three
2: shows yeah so we were just doing we went from monthly to after several years doing uh quarterly and then we were doing two shows a quarter and now we're doing three shows a quarter yeah
0: Yeah. and y'all pay the people who come out which is not always uh, the performers Yeah. yeah No, what's yeah. happening in sex positive spaces? People are like, you get to like do the thing you love to do, right? Just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not paying bills. No, it isn't, <laughs> and
2: it isn't. It just, I don't know. It, I, we need to support our artists.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always appreciate it.
2: We haven't always been able to. So that is something that's been we've been able to do in the last five years or so. Once we started making money on the show, we being able to cover our costs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I imagine um, being able to go on stage and present. Uh, or even just filling out a card where a confession could be like really freeing and healing, mm-hmm. do you ever get um does anyone ever write you directly and to thank you? Do you get yeah. feedback yeah. absolutely yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, I love that. I love people coming up after the show and telling us how they were impacted. I love watching the performers sort of get connected to the people they 've just uh, impacted, and mm-hmm. um yeah we 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 are very consistently get really positive feedback. And occasionally a little negative, but we always learn from it. Yeah. so that's totally that's good you know we, we're, we're doing our best. Uh-huh. You know, we've learned a lot over the years about how to support different groups, uh, how to you know adjust our language as things have changed and uh, we haven't always been perfect, but we're, we, we are always uh, available to learn.
0: Yeah, I'm here for uh, what I call level up culture Mm -hmm. rather than like cancel culture, which is like the moment you step out and do something, it's like you're done. I'm like, well, that doesn't leave room for improvement.
2: No, because because (laughs) you can't just start out knowing everything you need to know to, you know, be correct in the way that we're treating people or or speaking about people. You have to uh, make mistakes along the way Mm -hmm. um, and be and educate yourself.
0: So what I teach people to do in therapy is like look for how how do they respond after the fact mm. right are they willing do they take responsibility yeah. that's, what that's what i'm looking good.
2: for absolutely
0: um one of the
1: highlights of the show for me and i'm sure it's for a lot of people and i just don't know cuz i don't talk to them is uh watching the these sign interpreters yes they are so much fun and watching them say things that you don't normally see people say uh vulgar words and you know actions is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like I almost, I often get distracted from the performer because I can't stop watching the interpreter.
2: Yep, I think that's a very, it's very common. So good. Yeah, they're so, they're so uh, wonderful that they provide this, this accessibility to the deaf audience. Um, they remind us frequently, and then we remind the audience very frequently that they're, they're for the deaf audience. That we get to yeah. obviously be entertained and pleasured by them. Um, but their their function is to to you know share these stories with these folks. Yeah, it's who it's not for know our entertainment. Exactly, <laughs> but you know, you know we're entertained nonetheless. Um, but they're they're such wonderful people, and uh, we we are so th- just honored to have them. And it's
0: work because I remember it's a lot of work. I did a piece, and I talked about Eiffel Towering. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, I remember that. <laughs> and It <Andy> was <laughs> like, okay, we have to like work out this, this sign cuz not a, this is not something we normally sign. Yeah.
2: Nope. <laughs> but it was so good. When was that?
0: That was last year. Hmm. Yeah. Was that, did they uh interpret that in-
1: just one person? Or did they bring up a, a pal? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just one person. Oh. That
0: would have been awesome. Did you just not do that. it
2: with one of the interpreters? I remember you clasping hands I, with somebody and I, saying, I was I ing- mimed it in the Oh, myself. okay. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> because that's who she is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds right. Oh, my gosh. The last one I just did, that one was emotional.
2: Yeah. You did such a great job. Though <laughs> the, There was not a dry eye in the audience. It was so beautiful. I was and, like, next
0: one I'm writing is just going to be funny she's done being
2: vulnerable (laughs) funny is vulnerable too i feel like yeah it can be Uh yeah uh i you were great i I was so happy my my uh teenager was in the audience with his boyfriend and because they struggle with depression and i just like um, so many people do and so many people need to hear other folks be able to normalize it
0: yeah so say what does great sex mean to you
2: I thought about this a lot because, you know, I've had so much of it over the years and it's changed uh, so much over the years. Um, but I think the – back to laughter as vulnerability. I feel like if we can laugh, everything's going to be good. Um, I feel – you can even get to sexy and, and sensual after a little bit of funny. Um, I – love 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 sexy and sensual but there's something really kind of um interesting about the vulnerability of being able to be like oh my gosh this is ridiculous like uh, the the way my leg is right now or you know (laughs) what my body is doing or saying or smelling you know it's just uh, the act of sex and all of its facets is is a ridiculous endeavor yeah Yeah.
0: so studies show (laughs) that what we find to be disgusting, actually, uh, lessons when we're aroused.
2: Oh yes, of course. Because yeah, absolutely,
0: we're just like meat sacks f- flapping to, ourselves yep, together, mm-hmm, yep, <laughs> with yep. fluids coming out all over the place. <laughs> and evolution was like, "No, girl, we don't have to like make what you find disgusting a little less uh-huh, to uh-huh. make this work." Yeah, hmm.
2: yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I can think of some things that I've done that I w- would have been disgusted by, but I was like, "Oh no, that's actually pretty." pretty freaking hot yeah it's it's that's okay
0: and it's also why you you know as you negotiate consent you want to do that up front because when someone's aroused
2: yeah yes
0: it's easy to like then be like oh i'm in this moment i feel this thing i'm going to do this now
2: right rather
0: than being like cool what's a soft boundary for you we got to like check in in the moment Mm -hmm. just don't spring it on someone
2: yeah absolutely that's
0: important oh what do you consider to be great sex what's great sex mean to you oh as someone with a ton of
1: anxiety and hang-ups um i think like the easier things are and the more relaxed it is the better so when people um treat what's going on like it's just commonplace and perfectly normal i think that is really amazing Mm -hmm. Um, so you
0: don't like want like someone to create a fantasy like light a bunch of candles
1: I mean, no, that that works too. Mm-hmm. But like in my head, I used to always be so uh, high strung and want everything to be like, uh, I guess like in a porno, mm-hmm. to be like thought out and everything well placed and acted out and all that jazz, um, which creates a lot of stress. Uh, mm-hmm. So when something happens, not according to plan, like a noise or a whatever, uh, then suddenly things are really awkward. Mm-hmm. But over the years... I found that when you're with people who are just really relaxed and they treat everything like it's perfectly normal because it is, um, all those sounds or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. position you contort yourself into or, you know, when you do contort yourself into position, however the body folds, yeah, all these things are perfectly normal. Um, And I think that makes things really great because it's just more relaxed.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Identify with that. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: I was going to say, I think for me, uh, being someone who was told that they are less than because of their sexuality, like there's a lot of power in just being seen and celebrated in whatever you're doing mm-hmm. to show up and just be like, yeah, we can act out a scene where we're like aliens from space to we could like have this like real sweet tender moment to I could dom the shit out of you and we're all going to love it and feel uh, close through that level of intimacy <laughs> yeah. and it, that to me is like the absolute best huh. and when someone can like do that with you on a consistent basis and then you have like your everyday relationship of closeness and friendship I fucking love that
2: yeah Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> 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 she approves yep, I do approve I, uh, I was just thinking about the how because I I'm in a relationship with a woman now, and I have been for five years. The, the uh, sex is different, obviously, because our our bodies are different. Um, but there's a, a different approach and a way of being with each other that is completely um, counter to how I have ever been with men, because women's bodies have uh, been uh, traumatized. Mm-hmm. And so taking care around how we um, are with each other is super important, um, but also amazing when we can kind of both honor that, which is something um, you don't always sort of get when you don't understand a person's body, yeah. you know, and like yeah. their psyche. Um, so um, knowing somebody very deeply for me. It always is. I love a good one off uh, stranger fuck. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't fill me up, you know, in the mental and psychological and spiritual sense. (laughs) (laughs) The the way that some like connecting and having sex with somebody that you really, really love and care about and know very well.
0: Yeah, there's so many ways to feel connection. Mm -hmm. So I go to New York often, and there's a guy who lives near the hotel I usually stay Mm in. And we have fucked uh, probably four times now. I still don't know his name. <laughs> great. There's not a, like a whole conversation. I'm just like in town. He's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, can we fuck you? He's like, yeah, I'll be over. I'm like, great. And it's like, that's all we do and yeah. that's it. And it's fucking the, amazing. The name is superfluous. About yeah. Now. He's just like,
2: hey, what? what's up? Come on you're, in. Yeah,
0: you're still alive. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah. And nice. then sometimes I want things that are really complex. I'm like... All right, I want to, like, make a Scooby-Doo mystery. Oh my gosh. What? That's exciting. That would be, like, a really hot kink scene. Do you not think so? Sh- probably, maybe?
2: I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to
0: shoot it down. <laughs> like, I would be dressed as Velma.
2: Because, mm, of course, course.
0: Mm-hmm. Daphne, to my right. Thank you, Sadie. <laughs> and we come in, and you're, like, the old... Man in a monster costume that we've caught and like you're you're tied up. So then we get to like tease you and all that.
1: Why am I so old,
0: <laughs> that's, Michonne? That's between you and your lord. I'm not a Scoob. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not Scooby.
2: I think you should be Scooby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I guess that makes Mariah the monster
0: old person. I hope you like haunted amusement parks. Good. Sure. <laughs> that's what she's
1: about. It's easy, please.
0: <laughs> Don't tell Jordan. <laughs> That's her husband, if you don't know. <laughs> I know. Mariah's like, why am I always the center fucking fold <laughs> of this goddamn podcast? <laughs> and drag you because
2: in. She's awesome. She
0: is. I mean, she is helping bring back the bedpost confession. Yes,
2: absolutely. And she's doing an amazing job.
0: So, yeah, what's that been like to have it come back and. Go full force again
2: The podcast It's uh, exciting Because it feels When we first started Doing the podcast It was um, You know Podcasts weren't the thing That they are today They were around But now You know Everybody's got a podcast And and so they're very well produced So there's uh, You know I don't want to say competition Because we're all There's space for everyone But But there's uh, Yeah it, It needed to be done And Mariah was the person To do it Because she you know Knows the show very deeply And Miranda and myself She knows us well um, So it just made sense. And it's, it's it's exciting. We decided to add two shows um, a month instead of just one. So that's new. Oh, I love it.
0: I was going to say, I use the podcast oftentimes as a resource for clients. Do you? Yeah, because I know a lot of people's stories that are on there. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, you should go listen to, like, this. And I'll send them the link. I love that. Just because it leaves them not feeling alone in whatever's going on or gives them more insight, helps them, like, oh yeah like especially because I do a lot of more than monogamy work mm-hmm. so if people are trying to navigate that they sometimes feel like oh I'm not cool enough because I'm not I, I have jealousy
2: oh. and I'm like oh a lot of people in the community have jealousy There's, a, I have a actually a podcast about jealousy what yes who are you Sadie yeah it's, it's on <laughs> it's it's in one of the early days of the podcast I think but you can look on the website um, I think it's a good one it's it's all about jealousy and, and, and open relationships and how, to, how I managed it yeah it's challenging.
0: What was wild to me when Michonne and I opened up was I turned out to be the jealous one.
2: Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, because that's unexpected. I I uh, like to be the center of attention. Uh-huh. And so it took me a hot minute and I had to be like, girl, how's jealousy trying to help you? Mm. And once I asked myself that question, I was like, oh, it really wants me to feel special. Um, and it was then pretty easy because I just said, Michonne, can we have like a date night like once a week? Mm-hmm. And then can you only call me, like can you reserve this pet name just for me? Oh yeah, yeah. And you want to say it, Michelle? Because I love when you say it. Cakes. Yes. <gasps> I know. <So> cute. <laughs> What's it short
1: for? Le petit gâteau. I don't. know. I'm just kidding. I don't. What do you mean? Is it short for? Oh, baby cakes. I was gonna say oh, the baby cakes. Yeah. I know. You, honestly, I never really thought about it. You told me that once. Oh, oh my god. You're I'm old. Crushing my, my dreams. Memories are fading. Sean, dream <laughs> crusher, <laughs> No, That makes there. sense. I don't know why else I would have come up with cakes. I <laughs> don't like stuffing the cake. cake in his face. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, that, that's probably true. Yeah. I just don't remember
2: things.
0: I like that I'm pretty like uh, far with the leash for our more than monogamous relationship, but I'm like, if you call anyone else cakes, I will murder them. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, sacred. You have to have yeah. something sacred between you that no one else can touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe. I used to just envision before things would happen what them happening, so that I could kind of get my nervous system attuned to uh, what would invariably happen when it did, um, and it sort of worked. It was uh, oddly. Um, I also just. When Brad, at the t- my husband at the time, would go out on dates, I would also just, um, you know, busy myself doing other things.
0: And I think doing things that you yourself really want to do or love, right? Like how often in a relationship do we, sometimes even not really consciously, just do, kind of get into a groove and do what our partner, yeah does and so it's really lovely when you're like oh I can actually be intentional with this time for myself and what's going to be meaningful to me maybe I see the movie that my partner would never want to see maybe I start painting again whatever it's going to be Yeah,
2: exactly I'm I'm pretty much an introvert and I didn't realize that until much later in my life Um, so when my partner now she is an extrovert and she needs to go she needs her alone time but she definitely needs to go out she's a Gemini she needs to go flit about and see new people and have new experiences and I'm so Ecstatic for her to do that, and also at the same time, it allows me to get my quiet oh, time. God. I'm so like, ecstatic yeah. for her not to involve me in that. Same. I just recently started lear- uh, reteaching myself how to play piano, oh. so that's something that I'm like super what? excited about being able to kind of have the space to be able to do. Um, but yes, I, I value. I love to be alone, and I love to be in my house. I'm a homebody. And I like to be in pajamas.
1: I can't make people understand that. Really, me
2: too. Me too. We have a a recent um, friend has just moved in with us for a little while. It's been amazing. But she has looked. She looks. She's like, "What are you doing tonight?" I'm like, "I'm staying in." She's like, "Why?" I think she's getting it. I think she's getting it. And Annette, my girlfriend, totally gets it now. She's she's like. Do you want to come? No pressure. If you'd like to come, come. I'd love you to be, but no pressure. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I find myself often explaining this to people at work. Um, I work in a situation where I work all over the city at many, many different facilities. And uh, we'll often run into new employees. And then we get to talking and they're like, oh, my God, you're so awesome. We should hang out on the weekend. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's not going to happen. And it's not because I don't want to be your friend. It's because truly my idea of perfection My heaven is to just be at the apartment by myself all weekend and never leave. And I don't need anybody mucking that up. And also, I think you're really awesome, too. And we should be friends. And luckily, I get to see you at work all the time. (laughs) So that's as far as that's going.
0: And part of being friends is understanding someone to be like, oh, if I'm really going to be your friend, then it has to be respectful of who you are as a person. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that. No. They just feel
0: rejected. They write a script of what it means to be friends. And if you're not doing that, then... What's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like, you're not wine or Netflix or my house.
2: Right. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I
0: will be spooning my dog and watching Netflix all weekend. Thank
2: you. I'm so happy to know that because it really yeah. actually validates my own sort of My
1: situation. confession. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> that <how> I am
0: <laughs> boring and love to stay at home. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sadie, um... I was really excited to have you on the podcast, not only because we know each other through Bedpost, but uh, this year when I went to Austin Pride, oh,
2: <laughs> I, got yeah. to, I got to
0: run into you, you
2: got to hang. at
0: the VIP section because I'm a bougie bitch. And your business was like <laughs> taking care of Austin Pride's drinks.
2: Yes. They were the 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 Pride uh, beverage concessioner. And it was very exciting. Um, it was the first time we've ever gotten to work with Pride and we had, I want to one, two, three, four, five bars throughout the event. And, uh, yes, the VIP bar was the place where it was air-conditioned, so I was there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just there to And they kept bringing us no food. Fool. That was amazing. Yeah. That food was incredible.
0: So your, your business is Drink Slingers. It's called Drink Slingers. And you do it with Nanette. We do. How is it to, like, work together on something? Because it, it's different than, like, being in a relationship It's another thing to be like, we also work on this thing together. We own this baby.
2: It's two very separate relationships merged into one. And I remember when we were first building the business, we were building it. um, Well, let me start by saying we met the day after my birthday in October of 2015. And then three months later started the business. So it was sort of like um, U-Hauling, but on a much bigger level. I uh, started the business before we actually moved in together. But when we were building the business, I remember putting up a post on Facebook, and I'm, one of the great things about building a business with your with your partner is that you get to see them all the time. <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, well, <laughs> that's changed a little bit. But we have an office, and so we uh, stagger our times in the office between working from home. Uh, and we're actually about to move into a larger space that's with a a bigger more office space so um we can continue to stagger and then also have some meetings of our of our own each each week but it's been it's a lot but it's it's amazing um it's challenging and uh extremely it's extremely challenging but I wouldn't I can't imagine doing it with anybody else yeah she's amazing
0: I think it takes some radical vulnerability so yeah. And, and loving Michelle who loves to have the house to himself, the apartment to himself. Uh, I work sometimes like on the weekend just to be like, yo, I mean, not only do I get like paid well because I'm working on the weekend, but you need space to yourself at times, mm-hmm. even without me there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if, if I I feel like if you didn't have that, it would be creating some friction because you, you need some like downtime.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: I appreciate it. That's for sure. I'm I'm lovely. That's
1: Sometimes why. you uh for whatever reason people cancel or you have the day off or f- whatever and you're like sorry I'm here. And I'm like it's not that big a deal. Like we live here. You can be here anytime you want, but I do appreciate my saturdays and sundays of nothingness <laughs> yeah i'm into it yeah
2: absolutely i like to putter around the house in my yeah. bathrobe and like sweep the front porch and like tinker with my plants and just do all this old lady stuff that is just wonderful go to I the gym
0: And love it dog i have three kimonos p.s
2: oh really yeah
0: because you never know what mood you're gonna be no, in no
2: you really don't <laughs> one is
0: floral
2: uh is it long
0: it has like yeah long sleeves but it's short because
2: uh huh. Okay. Um,
0: shorty robe. <laughs> I have one that's gold metallic, and then one that's like looks like black leather. Oh
2: hell yes! Yeah,
0: it just depends on the mood. It
2: does. <laughs> I have a couple of kimonos and several moos. Um, yes, yeah, those are important.
0: People don't know you bring like big witch energy mm. to, to wherever you go. Thank you. I like it. It's the hair. Yes. <laughs> the Stevie Nicks realness. <laughs> yeah. My um, Sadie, mm. you yes. know you know a lot about astrology.
2: I know a little bit. I know uh, it's also all by osmosis. And Manette is super into astrology. (sighs) Wow. And she's actually just begun astrology school in Oregon. Really? Yes. I'm so excited for her and also for me because she'll bring, she'll let me know what she's learning. It's so cool. I didn't know that was a thing. I was going to
1: have you uh, talk about Michonne's sign. Oh, Oh, uh, my zodiac. I'm an Eeyore. uh, Yours that's a sign, right? That's amazing. <laughs> uh yeah.
2: Are you a cancer?
1: I'm not. So I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean like textbook. <clears throat> yeah. So now, What do you what does that mean to you, Michelle? Um, I'm very like uh mostly structured, business minded. I'm good with money. I'm very hard headed and uh to a degree stuck in my ways. Uh but also Loyal. I think I'm
0: super loyal. Oh loving. my god! Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, if I ever murder someone, Michonne's gonna be the one that like dumps that body for me. And be like, <laughs> we're getting you out of the country, bitch. This is what we're in for. Mm-hmm. Sign those papers. You
2: have a look on your face like that might happen. Yeah, yeah.
0: he knows me. Yeah, I like that we found each other because I'm on the opposite end of a lot of that. True, being an Aquarius.
2: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Where, how did y'all meet?
0: MC Scat Cat knew what he was talking about. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, we met at a birthday party that I had with a bunch of friends and Michonne was just so cute and introverted that I was not going to stand for him not interacting.
1: Yeah. I randomly knew one of the birthday, a birthday girl. There was three people having a birthday, share a birthday party. And I didn't know anyone else connected to any of these people. And I hadn't even talked to her in months. And somehow we got back in contact and she's like, I haven't seen you in so long. She's like, my birthday party is this weekend at a restaurant downtown. You should come. And I was like, I really like her. I haven't seen her forever. I'll show up. And I didn't really think about all the rest of that, you know, having to be social and meet people I don't know, and which is a true nightmare. Um, and so I just went down there without thinking about it. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, well, that's interesting without and, thinking about it. Yeah. I didn't, and you might normally, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, I want to see Malia.
0: I'll say hi. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Here's what's really disgusting to me about it all. Disgusting. Yeah. We met on 6th Street. Because oh, it was really? a restaurant oh, on 6th yeah, Street. it was the Iron Cactus. I was like, how fucking straight are we? <laughs> That's
2: pretty darn straight. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was a fun night,
1: though. Oh, I yeah. I mean, considering I was in an uncomfortable situation. <laughs>
0: you know, of just not knowing
1: anybody <laughs> yeah. and having to make conversation with people. Well,
0: yeah, because I saw you and I was like, hi. Yeah, you were, you were very
1: <laughs> nice. You're one of the very, very few people that went out of their way to talk to me. Because I'm happy to sit in the corner and not. Uh-huh. Like, I observe. don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he came over and chatted with me. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then we went dancing at the gay clubs, and I touched your hair, and it was soft, and I was like, I'm going to make out with him, oh. and I that did. Oh. He said that, and he's like, your hair is so soft. And oh, then I wow. make out planted with one.
2: <laughs> That's adorable. And that was 10 years ago?
0: Almost 11. 11. Yeah. 11. Wow,
2: y'all.
0: I know. I was 20. <sighs> so <soft>. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You keep what, trying. I know. I've, I've learned to make a veil of my age, so then people never know. Yeah, yeah. There's going to come a point, though, where you have to like, go older, so then they think, oh, you look so good for 40. It'll never show up on IMDb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards will ruin everyone's game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they'll find you, that Are age. you
2: bothered by your age?
0: Uh, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I kind of, like, jokingly make a lot of stuff about it because I'm in, like, the gay community and there's, like, all that stuff. Uh but stigma in, around age. Yeah, yeah. But in therapy world. Yeah, as world, if it doesn't
2: happen. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. We're all going to be raisins in the end if you make it there. Mm-hmm. So just get ready. But in therapy world, it's actually this huge benefit because people see you and they go, oh, you're obviously wise because you've been on this planet longer. Right. Huh. Yeah. When I first started seeing clients, I would have some people be like, um, you think you can help us? And I was like, um, yeah, because I fucking studied this shit for two years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, people who are new to therapy, they have uh, usually more newer information. Yeah. So, like, you get taught, like, these models from the 60s. And then what do you learn to, like, add on to that? Mm-hmm. And if you're fresh out of grad school, you're probably going to grab onto something that's new and hot.
2: <laughs> I imagine you're an amazing therapist. The, the times that we've had chats about sort of. I don't know my my stuff, and and you know you're you're talking about what's going on with you and other. I just I can tell that you are really good at what you do. Thank and you. um I'm grateful that you're here to help people.
0: Well, the only reason I'm good at it is because a lot of people have been lovely and open and made spaces for me to like learn and grow. Like one of the things that is really amazing about Bedpost, and you probably did not realize this in creating this, um, for me. It has helped me understand that I am more pansexual.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So
0: like, and it's funny because these people know, so I'm okay talking about it here. Uh, like Ebony and um, Carrie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I see where I have like glimmers of pansexuality. I don't think it's just a silly like, I'm so gay. This is ridiculous anymore. Right. It's like, no. Um, one, I'm like genderqueer and I'm, I'm definitely attracted to other queer people. Uh, and then to be like, oh, there's some femme energy in the world that I am about. Mm-hmm. So your girl's on like a new road here. How fun. Unexplored territory. <laughs> I
2: can't wait to hear about I'm that. I'm sure. How fun. I, I was, <laughs> Oh,
0: I was telling Michonne, I was like, um, <laughs> I was talking about um, Carrie. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. I was on like, oh, we might. I was like, I might uh, need you to hold my hand if I like hook up with Carrie. Can you like be <laughs> giving me moral support? She's gonna think that's real
1: hot. <laughs> I think so. She's very like, open-minded.
2: She's, his
1: husband held his hand. It was super weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that sounds really erotic, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. But, this idea of yes, could do it.
0: And I think part of it is too having people who are like, yeah, I get that this would be new for you, and that is okay, mm-hmm. right? Like in like the bigger picture outside of sex-positive spaces. It could be really scary to navigate that, not knowing, like, oh, my gosh, it's my first time exploring this in real life, and what does this mean? And But to be able to be that vulnerable, and someone's like, yeah, I'm here for it, and what might you need if, if things go awry or if things come up for you?
2: Absolutely. There's a chapter in my book about um, me having sex with a 21 year old virgin who was a fundamentalist Christian who had really oh. kind of um, internalized uh, sex in a really negative way. Um, but You're doing the dark arts, yeah, yeah I love it. totally. So, yeah. It was really amazing. And I told the story at a storytelling show in Dallas called Oral Fixation, and the crowd there was very different from our bedpost. Yeah, wild crowd. Um, but they were proud of me. Yeah. a lot of you are very brave to have shared that story you with you. Yeah.
0: I like that you ushered someone in through their sexual debut. Uh-huh. That's what we're calling it now. So,
2: yes, yes. I like yeah. that <laughs> sexual I debut. I no clue.
0: Yeah, Michelle, it's like a, I'm like a debutante. Like I showed up. Oh my god! And I had like all these dicks on me, and I was like, "Hi, a, a cocktailion I'm sorts. of I'm of yeah. age. Let's do this. Cocktailian. Yeah. Fucking love you. I, I knew you'd jump on board. Yeah. I'm, Yep. no no words stroke, <laughs> stroke. <laughs> is, does anyone else smell burnt toast uh, Sadie where can people find you
2: uh, on Facebook Sadie Smythe uh, on Instagram Sadie Smythe yeah
0: there's Bedpost Confessions oh.
2: bedpostconfessions.com yeah. uh, the Bedpost Confessions podcast you can search uh, Sadie Smythe I've got a few stories up there um,
0: drink slingers, drink
2: slingers, com for all of your, uh, event bartending needs. We do weddings, yes. corporate events, private parties and festivals. I
0: love it. You bring like all these like chill, fun, cool people.
2: Yeah.
0: And they just make delicious drinks. They're amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they are. And they're very, very fun people and they, they bring the party, <laughs> as we like to say.
0: Hmm. Well, Sadie, you are absolutely amazing. Thank you for being like my um, big mom energy always, and you know let let PK Griggs know what's up. <laughs> Give her <laughs> yes. heads up that her kid's like still good.
1: <laughs> School his mom. Yeah, yeah. We never had a, a real chance to talk before, and it's been wonderful. It
0: has been
2: love. The best. Thank you.
1: Little skeeter scooter action. All right. Anyway. <laughs> What else you got? What's on that page?
0: Uh, let's see, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to like <laughs> give us like I'm trying to give Mariah breaks. Set up. So let's try it again. Th- you
1: kind of kept going. I, I understand could've. a break. Uh,
0: m- m- I need a break from this conversation.
1: <laughs> God. Anyway,
0: Mashan. <Michonne>. Yes. <laughs> That got weird. <laughs> have you had people talk to you since our podcast has been coming out? I have not.
1: Uh, I did hand out uh, a couple of little starter sets with our <laughs> business card and stuff to people that I work with to, you know, clue them in Yeah, because uh, they already listened to some podcasts and I thought, ah, eh, they can, you know, check it out. Um, And I've, I feel like now, as of this moment, this was probably a mistake.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The people I work with are not people I'm completely connected to at all in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah,
0: they all think you're a lovely human being. Little do they know. Yeah, I mean... What a tremendous turd you truly are. Partly that, but also... <laughs> when we go to, like, your work parties, everyone's like, Moshad, I love him! And I'm all like, um, if you only knew."
1: Well, yeah, it's true. They're, they all have created this pillar in which to put me on which is really
0: interesting because they know nothing about me and in that moment i'm not in the spotlight so i really don't handle it well (laughs) (laughs) yikes i remember we talked about this and you were like really like i can't have one night and i'm like michelle what is it like for you to be pushed into the spotlight and you're like oh i get it (laughs) it's the same for you to be pushed out yeah bitch. whatever it's not what you're used to is that what you like it's not how you navigate the world you piece of shit if
1: it's any consolation i don't like being pushed in so i know you don't but anyway yeah so all these people that i don't have the need or want to be uh connected to in any way more than yeah. i've allowed at work um now now they, have, now they have insight into who
0: you really are yeah they
1: now know that i'm they know on a
0: podcast a, they know what a gross bitch you really are
1: but it's been like a week and a half and um i haven't asked about it and nobody the only people that have come up to me and talked about it are people who have actually downloaded Mm -hmm. the podcast but who haven't actually listened to it yet and they've made that mention. They're like, hey, I downloaded your podcast, but I haven't checked it out yet. And I'm like, enjoy. Um I
0: have so we'll see. Clients and colleagues who've been listening. So I have some people who are like fangirls at this point, which is hilarious because they'll say stuff to me. And we recorded some of these back in like what, October? Whew. So my brain is like, September what the fuck in were we brain. thinking? September. <laughs> i like, I said that at one point. Yeah. Um, and I realized after listening to all the podcasts, because I was like, oh shit, I should probably go back and listen to all these in a row and make sure I know what the fuck we're yeah. I edited it together. Because she's crazy sometimes. A little you quality know? control. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a catchphrase that I didn't oh. realize. Okay, what is the catchphrase? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and it somehow goes up every time when I say it. <laughs> it's soon gonna be inaudible. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna sound like beaker yeah, from the Muppets. It's only dogs can hear it. Yeah, yeah. She just turned <laughs> around. <Yeah>. Scott's <laughs> like, What? I can't imagine. Uh okay. so now we're just gonna get you a catchphrase. What's that gonna be? That displeases me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always. Yeah, I don't I can't imagine what a cool catchphrase would be. You know. That on a salad and see what happens. Oh, I, I have a
0: gross. No <laughs> gross. Yeah,
1: I mean, something that makes absolutely no sense. I, I Put can't that come up on with a things. salad and see what happens. My mom once said in a public forum, I would have told her to go roll her panties. I can't properly express to you how uncool she can be yeah. in public. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was so weirded out by the phrase that they walked away.
0: Roll her panties. There's a story.
1: It's not great. It's about a person asking for zigzag papers. Uh, and my mom was put
0: off that someone would use the devil's lettuce.
1: Yes. Okay. And that was she's that was her response that would have come
0: out. Wow. Your mom has never done drugs.
1: No, she, she hasn't done a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> she's
0: never been cool. That's for sure. <laughs> she's never been <done> cool. <laughs> anyway, Do you think Pam Boozled would be a good drag name? I think so. Uh, Pam Boozled. Hey, yes, bitch. Yes, Pam, yep. <laughs> Pam Boozled. Yeah. Pam Boozled. Yeah, that's. <fun. laughs> that's anyway. gonna be new uh, Mariah's new drag name. Pam Boozled. Everyone, welcome to the stage, Pam Boozled. <laughs> yeah, she ready for it. Mm-hmm. She's ready for everything.
1: Oh. <laughs> Lucky Jordan She handled a 10 pound Toblerone What? She had to throw in the garbage and not let it on the plane Because it would cost extra <laughs> She it's handled like, it for a
0: minute It's the opossum's <laughs> problem now <laughs> Yes Yeah. Anywho. I'm going to bed now I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Me and My Gorgeous Husband was brought to you by Mariah Gossett, Michonne Fontenot yeah. And Adam Marr Done. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Michelle, you know what I want? What? For this year? I <laughs> you going to say for Christmas. <laughs> no, bitch. Uh, for this year. That is? I want people to review and rate our podcast on uh, fucking iTunes and shit.
1: Yeah, that would be lovely because otherwise I have nothing
0: to do with my weekends. Yeah. <laughs> so you keep hitting refresh and see what people write because, you know, they're going to do it. I'm going to rate us right now. Biggest dick in the podcast game (laughs)
1: Perfect